Welcome to The Ether. Today is Wednesday, April 6, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of The Ether is also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Follow Orbital Command on Twitter using the link in the show notes to receive regular threads on Terra protocols and yield strategies, news, resources, and Twitter space discussions. You can also support their community efforts by considering them next time you're delegating or redelegating your Luna. Find out more at orbitalcommand.io. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, a CeFi space. Timpy, the new way. I think this is a KDA thing. Kadena, Kadena. Let's take a listen. Hey, Timpy. Good morning, everyone. How are you? Guys, just, hey, uh, let me have you tell me if there is anybody else I need to add before we kind of let folks kind of roll in here. Sorry for being a little bit late. We had another space that's kind of going and a question went a little bit long, as you might imagine. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Yeah, no uh, problem. No, I think it's just Timpy and myself, so it's, it's Gareth and myself. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Um, I guess there might, be, there might be someone from KDL here as well. Um, and maybe, uh, depending on the questions that we get, um, we might need them to jump in and ask some I'll answer some specific IDO questions, but um, actually, I don't see them in the room yet. Um, so we'll play that one by you. We can spend, uh, we can kind of uh, spend a couple of minutes maybe doing some softball talk so that we can kind of uh, let people sort of roll in as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, now, uh, the f- so uh, first off, uh, the the guys at uh, Tempe kind of just reached out to me and said, hey, you know, you want to like host the spaces and kind of talk about what we're doing. So I said, sure thing. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not paid anything. I, I don't have any relationship to the team. What's one way or the other. It's literally just extemporaneous uh, discussion. So don't, uh, don't take anything I say or mean to like imply anything other than that. Um, I, the, the bigger this uh, crazy ass Twitter account gets, the more I feel like I have to like put disclaimers in. It's kind of funny. Um, so that someone doesn't say, Hey, you told me to go buy this or do that. And I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> so, well, this, anyway, this is um, literally the first time that we've, we've, we've talked, isn't it? So yeah. uh, KDL reached out to you and, uh, we set this, set this up and, um, yeah, literally, we've, yeah, we've never so, spoken until this point. So the, the so you're um, I, and I guess we're connected because you guys are launching on the KD launch, right? Which is the 
um, sort of IDEO launch pad on Kadena? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, so we're, we're going into IDEO. Um, well, the, the registration for the IDEO is open now. Um, the, it's uh, launching on the, the whitelist round in two days' time. Uh, we're, we're kicking everything off. Yeah. What, so what's the uh, – uh, so I guess we can start from the maybe the very beginning. Um, first off, like, uh, ha have there been quite a few projects so far launching on uh, KD Launch on Cadena so that people kind of understand where the ecosystem is now in terms of growth? Because, you know, people that maybe aren't familiar or uh, not sure about the ecosystem of Cadena, you know, it's relatively fresh. And, of course, you know, some of the decks and other offerings are – sort of starting to open up, but overall ecosystem, mm. like where do you see things going the next few months? And with where do you see like uh, projects on uh, Katie Launch going first off before we jump into your project? So, so Timpy is the first project to launch on Katie Launch. And I'd say it's actually the first like use case for uh, the Kadena network. Uh, everything that's been launched to date is infrastructure. So as you said, it's the uh, exchanges, it's the launch pads. Uh, that that have been um, uh, released to to date, uh, and that's still ongoing. So Kadena is at very early stages, but there's got a, a tremendous amount of support for the community, and it's growing rapidly. So I, I'm aware of um, you know, many projects that'll be coming into this space over the next uh, coming months, uh, including NFT projects. Oh, there is some NFT projects already launched, uh, like Kadena Kongs, for example. Um, they've already released um, uh, NFTs, so there, there's a few other ones. Um, we, there's there's games that are coming out, uh, metaverse games. So yeah, it's 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 building rapidly, and I think uh, now that KD launch is, is uh, operational and able to, um, you know, launch and facilitate projects like ourselves, I think the the ecosystem is going to be growing rapidly. Cool. Yeah, I, I kind of got into Kadena uh, uh, in, in the beginning, just kind of just hearing about it on Twitter. But then um, subsequently, you know, there was some discussion about, uh, you know, Terra UST potentially, you know, getting onto uh, CADEX. And, you know, we talked to them a little bit um, and uh, kind of, because I'm much more heavily involved with Twitter, first and foremost, like I got into this more related to Terra uh, and the ecosystem involved and kind of intimate, more intimately familiar with it than anything else. Um, so I'm a little bit, uh, even though I'm, you know, sort of superficially involved with it and I don't know too many details. So I'm going to be the like proverbial newbie here and, and ask like relatively newbie questions as we go along. <laughs> so people understand your project and what's happening. Um, the, uh, uh, so your project specifically, so what is it called? Is it, is Timpy the actual name of the project and like, what is it supposed to do? What's going on? Yeah. So, so Timpy is the name of the project. I'll, I'll, I'll let you, uh, tell, uh, tell the story, I guess, of where Timpy started and, and why Timpy and then, and then perhaps we can flow from there. Okay, I can I can take that. So yeah, so my name is Jörg, um, founder um, and, and CEO CEO of Timpy. <clears throat> so the the whole idea of Timpy um, came a couple of years back when I was uh, working on the business called Darkscope, which is a cyber intelligence business. 
And for this cyber intelligence business, I needed to develop um, a search engine that goes out to find uh, information about Darkscope's customers and to show um, if they are at risk for cyber attacks. Anyways, doing this, um, I realized there is a need for, uh, for an independent search engine because if we look at the search market today, it is dominated by Google and Bing. So they have 95, 96% of the market share. And um, with that, there are two problems um, which everyone knows about. So the first problem is, of course, Google and Bing and the others, they use our information to track us um, to see what it is uh, where they can inject um, advertisement and, and stuff like that. Um, and then the other problem is, of course, uh, the search results itself. They are dominated by who pays most. So if you today, if you search on Google for something, you will always see the paid ranking. So people who pay most will be on top of the list and um, the real independent information, which is unfiltered and unbiased, you will maybe find on page 18 or something like that. So that gives us the wrong, um, the wrong impression of, of the world because we only see um, through the eyes from Google and what they want us to see. So that was basically what sparked the idea of we need a um, search engine, an alternative to Google and Bing. The biggest challenge on that is the upfront cost, because if you try to build a centralized search engine, it is very expensive, uh, as you have to, to have all the compute power and, and to, to have the crawling network and stuff like that. So um, building a decentralized search engine removes the need of, um, um, of having the, the initial huge investment into computing power. It also adds some challenges. Yes, so we have some challenges. Um, uh, we already solved some challenges. So Timby itself um, is, uh, contains a couple of uh, software parts. One of the software parts is, for example, called um, Collector. The other one is called uh, Guardian. And then we have a GeoCore. And we are already well into development. We have YouTube videos that shows our um, alpha versions of the Collector and the Guardian software. We released an alpha version of the website itself. So the website itself looks like normal, what you are used to, you know, from Google or Bing, just the normal web search site. Um, the main differentiation is really we do not have inline advertisement. We do not use the user's information uh, because it's not necessary actually to do that. We do have advertisement, but it's, it is um, out, of, um, out of the search list or out of the, the result list. And it is um, on, the, on the right or left, left hand side of the website, not right hand side of the website itself. So it is um, clearly to see what is an advertisement and what is the real search result. Um, having our own index also gives us a lot more um, opportunity to add more functionality, more perks, but I think we can talk about that in, in, in this AMA as well. But basically, the need for having an alternative to Google and Bing, as there is none, um, sparked the idea of Timby. And we are the first decentralized search engine that has its own index. I think that's the most important part. So, uh, so you're basically indexing from scratch then um, and then crawling the internet. Um, so, uh, yep. so that processing is happening where, and, and, uh, you know, like what kind of, uh, and how is that, uh, the computational power of doing that? Like, how is that financed essentially in this project? 
Yeah, so that's basically, um, that's our collector. So our collector is our crawling and analytics engine. And that's a piece of software that can run on any on any computer, basically. So uh, we built it in a way that it runs on Windows, Mac OS, and Linux. It also runs on Docker. Uh, you can run it on Flux, for example. And how the whole model works is that we have contributors, so the collectors, people, who want to install the software. And there are many reasons why people want to install the software and help Timpy grow. But one of the reasons, of course, they want to um, they want to collect tokens. So um, they will get tokens for their work, or for 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 giving us the computing power. Um, the benefit on running the collector in the way or on developing the collector as we have it right now is you really don't need to have a lot of pre-configuration. You don't need to have a static IP address. Um, you don't need to open up any any ports. It's actually really installing the software on any system you like. Um, and then you can run the software in the background. And as a collector, you can even decide how much resources should the collector use. So um, you can set up schedules where you can say, I don't know, I'm working from eight to five, so my computer will run maybe anyways. So let it take all the system resources. But uh, from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m., I have my World of Warcraft uh, uh, session, and I don't want the collector to do anything. So you can, of course, say, okay, collector, you don't do anything in this time frame. So that's the user's freedom makes it really powerful and allows a lot of people to contribute. Um, so that's where how how the system works. Um, so so I would run uh, so me as a user, I'm using some of my sort of home computational power and my connection to the internet, and sort of like it crowdsourcing the computational power, similar to like how Theta does video, for example. Would that be a good analogy? Yep, something like that. Right. Um, yes, so you can use it on your normal home computer if you like, but you can also run it on Flux. So for the for the people who want to really get in um, more, you know, more heavily and and uh, assign really build a, a complete system uh, for it, you can use your dedicated server if you like at home. You can use a virtual machine. You can you are flexible in all directions. You can use your normal laptop. Let me start with that. Uh, up to you could use it in a data center, so it is so. So the the amount of like revenue I could generate as a uh, prov provider or collector, I, I guess the collector is the right term here. Um, the revenue I could generate for myself in, um, I'm presuming the Timpy token. Is that how yep. that works? And yes. then uh, that, but that's scalable depending on how much processing power that I want to. Um, like commit to this. Uh, is there is there yet um, sort of an optimized uh, like processor that works really well for this sort of thing yet? Or and is this something that if someone was going to do this, they would do it on like a um, like a dedicated computer because it's like f it's occupying most of the like computational capability of that computer? Or is this something that you could run in the background kind of like what's the uh, like, like maybe uh, for the audience, kind of like that might want to participate in that part of it. Like, mm. what does that look like? Yeah. So um, in our tests, uh, we did we did a performance test the other day, which is also on YouTube. Uh, we run it on a normal Windows 10 computer. Um, 
and we 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 did a, a full full blown test you know all you can eat from a collector point of view uh, uh the system took uh, roughly about uh, 3 3 gigabytes of ram uh took out 58 60% of cpu load on the uh, amd cpu um so and it 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 collected 18 million pages per day so it is very powerful it's very optimized so you can run it on your normal computer if you have if you can run windows you can run the collector and um, as i said you can set up schedules where you can say at what time frames the collector should use what type of resource so it's completely up to you yeah i think a lot of the um, crypto community is generally looking for diversifying into other ways to uh, use yep. their computers and you know kind of like provide these kinds of services um, with a bona fide revenue stream that that works. Um, uh, what uh, I, I guess a different uh, let's kind of switch gears here a little bit. What's specific to the Kadena network that uh, makes uh, like that a compelling place to put your project as opposed to say any other blockchain? Like, is there some unique features there that help this particular project? And what what and then furthermore, like what aspects of the blockchain? integrate into your project? Is there actual data being stored on chain or is it more just like the way to uh, power, like work your token? In other words, is there more of a function than just the token as far as Kadena is concerned? Um, yeah, so, so first of all, um, Kadena, so we, we like the community for once. <laughs> That's the one way, but on the technology side, it, it is faster than most of the other chains. Uh, which gives us some uh, um, some benefit. Um, the parts what we use for Timbio, the use what we use the blockchain for is first of all, of course, for the tokens. Um, so that's that's that part of of uh, what we use. But uh, Timpi is said to be a, a multi-chain token. So we have Kadana, our IDO now, but we also will have uh, next our um, IDO on, on Ethereum, for example. So we are a multi-chain token or a multi-chain project. Um, what we use from it when it comes to the technology or functionality in the background, we will not store the uh, the index, the internet index we create on the chain itself. And uh, the reason behind it is when we look at, at blockchain, um, it doesn't it doesn't fit because the information is too short lived. So we had a really good meetings with with Doug from Kadana, um, the technical I think technical director is he? Well, yeah, um, and we we discussed the design of Tempe, um, and it's what we're going to store is information that we want to uh, that we want to keep. So transactional information, for example, um, user contributions, um, uh, user contribution information that will be stored on the blockchain itself. Um, for the search index, we will not store it on the blockchain because there are too many challenges from a search engine point of view that makes the blockchain storage not valid, actually. So that's where we um, divert um, to databases with our proprietary software, which allows us, for example, to reduce the latency. So the biggest challenge on a decentralized search engine is latency, because if you sit in the United States, and you use our website, and then our storage might sit on the other side of the world, the latency would be seconds if we are unlucky. 
So with our GeoCore and the design or the, the yeah the design or how we designed the software allows us to um, only address the closest um, storage node, which then reduces um, the, the latency to milliseconds. So in our last test we did uh, last week, we have an average uh, response time of 250 milliseconds. And that's really on pair with all the other search engines out there, which that's what we want and that's what we need to show, right? And, and that's because uh, the is that because the distance so when if i'm searching for my home um and, you know how far away is the first server that can provide my data is that just another member of the like is that another decentralized member of the network that just has like a certain copy of the data or how, like how is how am i getting that short time frame to uh getting my search hit yeah, so uh, our storage nodes are called guardians. So the guardians are basically the storage nodes. And uh, we will have guardians all around the world. And the guardians are then connected to the geocore. Again, even the guardian does not need a static IP address. That's all. What we developed is something which runs completely um, transparent for, um, for the internet. So we do not need to um, have the guardian ports or connections exposed to the internet that runs all um, within our software. So the Guardian is the storage node and the GeoCore is the brain, you can say. So the GeoCore now is about the closest Guardian. The GeoCore also has the re redundancy built in and failover built in. So um, we don't rely on just one Guardian, for example, for each region. And the, the GeoCores are basically the ones who um, who have the region. So they we will have in every region, we will have our GeoCores sitting. And the normal web user who goes onto timpy.io will then be able, that's the search website, uh, will then be able to um, automatically connect to the closest GeoCore. And that reduces the latency. And that's basically a feature we have developed in our software to make that possible. And um, ultimately, I, and I, I, you might have said this, I might have missed it, but as I'm doing searching, so I'm, I'm a user, I'm searching for something. Um, so the, re the actual revenue generated by this network is from, is it from advertising? but it's not using user information necessarily or like what is the actual revenue driver how does the protocol or the system make money to then pay out ultimately the tokens which ultimately have value yeah uh, do you want to take that yeah i'll say that one so yeah you you hit the nail on the head so the revenue comes from advertising and the advertising is split out into well, two main um the sources, one which will be keyword advertising, and the second is uh, the ad networks, uh, the, or the equivalent of the Google Ag network, and, and, and these are the banner ads that you see on, on websites. Um, in terms of the uh, keyword advertising, there, there will not be any inline adverts. So the data you see in the search results, it will be unmanipulated and that there would be no adverts in there. The adverts will be placed to the side of it. So you can, you know, we're always thinking about, okay, you, you want to search for a search term. We want to make sure that the data you get is is as true and un, 
filtered and manipulated as possible. Um, so the adverts will be shown to, to, to the left and advertisers will, um, they won't compete in, in bidding like Google. Um, the, the, the keyword cost per click will be static, um, but the advertisers will get better placement or have a better chance of uh, ad visibility based on the amount that they stake. Uh, so that's one. That's one part of it. The uh, the the ad network will show uh, adverts that are related to the content of the website that you're on. So if you go onto a uh, a computer sales website, then it will show relevant ads to computers. Um, again, we, we're not tracking users' data, so you won't see us showing you an advert on a website for uh, your local. Uh, uh, mechanic uh, once you've been looking, Googling something else or even and talking about it. Um, because that's not what we want to do. We will never use people's data. The The other side of this the, of revenue source is from API licenses. So we will be opening our index up to uh, other search engines that want to use our index. And you know we anticipate people like we're going to be talking to DuckDuckGo, for example, that can actually utilize our data as a genuine alternative uh, to, to Google's data. So that revenue will come in, and from that, we will then share that out to people who contribute to the network via the collectors and guardians and geocore nodes. Interesting. So, um, so for just a quick recap for anybody that kind of showed up late, um, from my understanding, Tempe is basically the new way to search, which is their title. And it's essentially a search engine system that is decentralized, that runs on, um, you know, lots of different uh, uh, processors, uh, some of which like you can run yourself in theory, and um, there and then ultimately get some um, compensation and tokens for doing so there. The some of the primary ad revenue drivers of the actual network to make it actually function, because obviously most things in this world are not free, uh, is there's like search uh, related advertising, but those advertisements do not involve like collecting your your personal data to um, accomplish this. So um, mm -hmm. maybe maybe you can get into a little bit of next the tokenomics slash like IDO kind of launch that's happening because I'm presuming that uh, on KD launch you're going to be basically launching this new token uh, maybe outline what that is what proportion of the tokens like individuals are buying in terms of like token distribution and then um, what is the like what are the value accrual mechanisms for the initial holders of that ultimately um, Maybe because these are kind of the common questions that we ask in the mm -hmm. uh, crypto space and sense. Yeah, absolutely. So as as Jörg mentioned, we are multi-chain, so we'll be launching on Kadena and Ethereum. The round one of the IDO is on Kadena, and round two will be on Ethereum. The allocation to Kadena is 5%, and the allocation to the Ethereum round is 20%. Uh, so it, there is a larger amount going on Ethereum. Uh, however, the proportion of uh, proportionally, as you know, Ethereum is three hundred times larger uh, market cap than Kadena. Then actually, proportionally, there's a good 
good chunk going to um, the Cadena network. And the advantage of round one is that there'll be a there's a reduced price. Uh, so the uh, for one KDA uh, you'll be getting eighty Timpy. Uh, that equates to roughly about eighty uh, sorry eight and a half cents. Uh, token price. When we go to launch on Ethereum, that will be around about a uh, dollar. So there's a there's a fifteen percent discount uh, for getting in at round one and participating in this uh, IDO that's uh, we're, we're about to undertake any day now. And, and there is what, also no what, best. What, what proportion of the tokens being released in these IDOs um, is is the total amount available to the public, and then uh, what proportion of the total tokens in the universe are actually available to the public as well? So the the, the total amount available to public will be thirty five percent on launch. Uh, that will increase over time because there is an allocation for over the counter um, post IDO that we're making available. Uh, at launch, then it'll be it's thirty five percent, which includes the allocation of both uh, the KD, Cadena, uh, and, and the Ethereum round. Okay, and then the but the token model overall over time um, is it uh, is there token inflation involved? Is there token uh, deflation? Is there uh, any kind of like either burning or staking so, mechanism to bring back value? So there's we're we're a flat token. There's no tokenomics, um, and so we we have a, a fixed supply of two hundred million, and we we do this for for several reasons. You know we we don't want to be you know we're here for the long run. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're not going to have any issues on um, you know listing on centralized exchanges, and and there can be issues when you've. Uh, you mess around with tax and reflex. Um, the the other thing is that actually we we don't need to. Okay, we've got genuine revenue model, a real world revenue model, and so um, rather than having those the the, the tax and reflex uh, going back to holders, then we we're going to be providing um, as we've already discussed the, the the rewards for collectors and guardians. But there will also be staking as well for for holders, and so people will be able to stake or participate to um, uh, you know an extra timpy uh, outside of any uh, reflect or taxation. Understood. Yeah, the the couple of networks that I think of that you know maybe um, remind me in some ways of this might be like basic attention token, for example. You know, you use your Brave browser, and then you know you're you're getting, um, you know, BAT tokens, and uh, in in that context, what happens is is the higher the price of the token goes, the less actual BAT token you're getting. So, what you're receiving as being a participant in that, you know, be, I, and I don't remember if that's a fixed token supply. I believe it is. But um, what happens is is like the higher the value goes, the less actual tokens you're getting because the value of the tokens is higher, right? So you're getting in in real world terms, you're getting a similar sort of like income from that. Is that what you guys are envisioning mm -hmm. as far as like so the token price goes up, and I'm using the I'm I'm running a collector, and um, so do I get less 
tokens over time as the price goes up because I'm actually getting paid in the value of the token in real dollar terms? Or is there some other math that goes into like the, 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 the way tokens are distributed? Yeah, it's a similar model. Um, like we, we, we do have to do that to, to be, you know, um, sustainable. Otherwise, you know, eventually people will be earning, you know, millions of dollars a day um, from, from hosting these things. So, uh, but having said that, you know, we do want to be fair and we want it to be rewarding. So, um, you know, we, we are a community powered ecosystem here and as such and and our design is all about community and the user so we absolutely want to make it rewarding uh, for, yeah a lot for people of, I know a lot of people a lot of people will be interested in i think uh, uh obviously using a search engine like this if it's very effective but also i think there's quite a few people that'd be interested in um you know using some of their compute power for uh, mm. being a member of the system, right? Um, so usually what people have to think of when it comes to, you know, essentially what amounts to like a mined token, essentially by running a computer, it's sort of a proof of work um, or proof of service type of mechanism. Um, ultimately, people have to consider, wait a minute, how much am I getting from this versus how much computational electricity or whatever, you know, the return on investment with the processor and the electricity. So yeah. Um, maybe and I, and I, I, and I think yeah, uh, sorry yeah so just and, and with that the you know because of the, the the way the architecture has been built and you know you touched on this on when when with with Jurg is this can just be running in the background okay so the extra computational power that's needed to run the collector node for example is is minimal and so actually then the 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 cost is going to be very low and and so any returns that you get then you know should be should be very rewarding you're not going to have high costs to run this either you know yeah. in compute power or actually in dollars because you're not going to have to have huge huge bills and actually one of the a nice byproduct of that that we've not spoken about yet is that uh the 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 carbon footprint of timpy is going to be minuscule compared to the uh, other centralized exchanges because we're just adding a tiny bit extra onto you know some systems that are already running you know there's there's no you know independent data center that's taking up huge amounts of power uh, like the centralized exchanges but let's so, let's, say I, let's say i did um want to have a computer fully dedicated to running this right like i i didn't want to just run in the background i want to have a computer um is there a is it the number of cores that matters and is there like a slider that lets you pick like what proportion of your processing power you're using things like that or like what's your what's the user experience look like there that that's a that's a year question i'll, I'll pass over to you to yourself Jörg. sorry uh, can you repeat that that was a little bit interrupted yeah. Yeah, the, the the question is like, so if I'm using, if I'm setting up a computer to run uh, a collector and, um, you know, I, I'm interested in figuring out um, uh, what type of processor to buy, number one, like am I looking for more processing cores for this type of project? Um, and if so, what, um, like, it, am I able to pick what proportion of my computer processing power that I am dedicating to this like could i dedicate a hundred percent of a computer for this one purpose or i'm just trying to figure out from a user experience perspective like 
what what might be the best way people could set something up in the future if they're interested. Because yeah. I'll, I'll inevitably get questions about this sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, no, of course. So for the collector, um, as we said, it's, it is completely flexible. So you can run it on your normal computer at home in the background, and you can decide um, how much resources it should take. So the number of or the, the resources dictated by the number of, of concurrent workers. So one worker does get a list of domains, and the worker will then one by one go through this list. So you can you can run the collector with one worker only. Um, that would mean uh, you will not notice it. You will not see um, the collector running. Um, the last test we did was one worker takes 20 megabytes of RAM. So nothing in, in, in today's terms, right? Um, but you can crank it up. Um, we, we run it on a normal system with 400 concurrent workers. Um, and those 400 workers then took four, uh, three gigabytes of RAM. Um, so yes, you can you can uh, decide what you want. The benefit of running our software is really we do not, for example, rely on GPU. So we do not use the GPU, um, and you can you can play games in uh, in between, or you can you can do what you don't need to have a system which has a grunty GPU. Um, our software does not use that. Um, from um, from a system point of view, if you want to have a dedicated system for the collector. I would recommend a collector, uh, a CPU with four cores, uh, four cores plus, of course, um, four gigabytes of RAM, um, eight would be good or preferable, and um, something around 800 megabytes, uh, yeah, 800 megabytes of hard disk. It's not a lot, actually. So that's what the collector needs to be, uh, to have. So if you run, run a dedicated system 100% on the collector, the best bet would be at this stage um, four cores or plus, um, eight gigabytes of RAM and maybe a gigabyte of hard disk. For the Guardian, that's our storage node, uh, we're looking at six cores um, or more. Uh, we're looking at 16 gigabytes of RAM and we're looking at one terabyte of hard disk. So that's for the Guardian, our storage node, the, the requirements for the storage node. So it is still in today's um, in today's uh, specs. It's still really very low. Um, I think most most systems today have six cores, uh, and and running sixteen gigabyte of RAM is is also now uh, normal. You don't need to have sixteen gigabyte dedicated RAM for the Guardian. It's just the system itself needs to have sixteen gigabytes of RAM. Um, when you run it on a, on a Windows system, for example. If you run it on a Linux system, uh, you can get away with 10 gig of RAM easily. Or, yeah. So uh, on, on a slightly different path here, uh, when will... Um, so is it possible to go to the Tempe site now and um, is it actually possible to set up these components yet or are those being released at some point in the future? So the no, it's it's not yet. So we are running the um, the closed beta version of our system, which is internal. But for the collector, we will open in May. Um, so we will open up the application for become uh, a beta tester um, in the next two weeks. So that will be on uh, on our um, Timpy website. So um, ido.timpy.io is um, the main web page or tempi.io and there will be an application form where you can just apply for becoming a, a beta tester and that will be open in the next two weeks and then 
successive we will we will basically release um, the um, collector and then we will also have the beta program for our guardian in, um, in the next quarter and so on and so on the, surf, the the solution itself will be live so all components including the web search and everything else will be live end of this year interesting um right now um ha has there been anything else uh in this like space as far as like decentralized search is any are there any like competitive or competitor companies doing something similar or or you're the only one right now that you know of um, we are the only ones who start off and will have uh, independence and its own index. So there is pre-search. Everyone, you know, we, we get compared with pre-search, which is great. Um, pre-search itself is, a, um, is an aggregator. So they use in the back end Google, Bing and other, um, and other sources to show their results. And we anticipate uh, and would love to talk to, to pre-search because we do have our API access and that pre-search can basically use our index. Uh, the same with DuckDuckGo. DuckDuckGo is also an aggregator. Um, uh, Brave um, is a browser mainly, but they do have um, their own search engine, what they bought two years ago. But it's a centralized search engine, um, and it's in, in, uh, still in beta phase as well. So now, at this stage, the, Timpy is the first decentralized independent search engine that will not rely on anyone else which is the most important bit for us. We want to be independent from Google. We just want sure. to download the yeah. One of the, uh, you know, one thing I forgot to ask a little bit earlier was uh, from the perspective of the actual search engine itself, real quick, um, what, like, so obviously the search industry has, you know, come a long way. I mean, I remember like, you know, Alta Vista and, you know, all those things even before <laughs> Google. Like I, I was a beta tester for Google, like back in like, you know, late nineties. So I'm kind of old already. So, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. I so, that as well. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what I, I guess, um, you know, what, so it search is a, is a difficult thing. Um, there are lots of reasons why, um, you know, indexing is a complicated thing and why, like you said, like sometimes what you need is like on page 18. The reality is that most people probably don't get past page one of their Google search. So people are really, people have a, kind of a low attention span. Uh, but also sometimes you get a lot of things that some can actually float to the top of a first page, but also be complete nonsense too. Like, you know, uh, you know, people game the system, whether it's through payment or otherwise, they get their search, you know, optimized in such a way. Like, for example, a company, if they don't own the like a perfect URL of their name, they're sort of screwed. That kind of, you know, that's kind of a problem. Um, but how like what are you guys doing from an indexing perspective, you know, to try to um, compete with, I guess, the basic quality level of a Google search and such, right? Because the biggest impediment to switching search engines is a person's going to ask themselves, wait a minute, if I'm going to search for something, like, uh, is it more likely that Google's going to find what I want? Or is it more likely that, you know, Tempe's going to find what I want? That tends to be one of the biggest criteria mm. for people, I think, right? Yep. So, among, yeah, obviously people want privacy and they don't want their data farmed and all of that. But, you know, people 
have been known to give up that information to like <laughs> for almost any number of reasons. Uh, I know, I know. You know, and they, maybe they shouldn't, you know, obviously, but I guess what are the things you're doing to make that index high quality? And is there um, also like a curation process perhaps that's run by actual human beings or, or like, what is your theory there? Yeah. Yeah, so there are, uh, there are yes, so I, I can talk about um, the, the indexing. First of all, let's look at, at Google and how Google does things. So um, Google is really good. We all know that. that was I mean, that's the reason why they have 93% market share. Um, the search results are really good. However, um, they still show, only, show you that they, they show you the right content, but, not, but maybe not the right web page which has the content. There is a difference. Um, that means if you search for something, you will find, or Google will find what you're looking for, but it will find it on web pages they think you should read. That's one part. So that's, that's, uh, that's one part. But you are right. Our search index um, or our, our algorithm needs to, to compete with Google, actually. Um, so how do we do that? Um, we use, for example, um, AI models. So I went into AI and creating my own models um, seven years ago. I started seven years ago with training my own AI models. Um, and that was around the, the Darkscope uh, solution where we also used a lot of AI. The, the benefit of creating AI is it can help you to make better decisions from a search index point of view. So as you remember back in the days, um, if you want to be listed on, uh, on page one or on the first rank, you just need to repeat the search word often enough on your website and just hide it <laughs> and you will be listed. I mean, that was one of the weak spots um, of past search engines. And how you will, how you were able to to influence your your results, um, that is removed with using AI models because AI models will not look at the number of words; they will look at the content itself. So they will see how is the content related to my search term. That's for one. Um, the other one is we do have our user review system. So parts of our parts of our algorithm is actually driven by the community. So the community can um, review pages. So now you might think, okay, uh, that can be easily manipulated and I can get millions of reviews um, on my page and then I will be ranked on top. Um, we use um, crypto for that as well and blockchain because we use NFTs for reviewers, which increases the barrier for someone to, uh, to add uh, thousands and thousands of, of false reviews because of the NFT barrier. So we do have uh, measures in place. We also use, again, um, an AI model I just started training, which detects wrong um, reviews by uh, comparing behavior and stuff like that. It's all anonymous, so it's, it, we, don't, we don't use the user's information. We just use the system information we have to, to look at, into behavior. So um, that's one. Our search index at this stage, or our ranking algorithm at this stage, has about 20, um, um, 20 items in the, in the list, so uh, 20 attributes um, that it is we look at. We, one very unique, really unique feature uh, Timpy has, and if you look at our YouTube video, the Dev Talk, um, uh, the second Dev Talk video, you will see we do include cybersecurity ratings for the web pages. 
So we will tell you if a web page is maybe a risk for you. And that's not only because of viruses or whatever it is. Um, the, the cyber risk rating is really about how could that web page endanger a user? Does it use um, a weak SSL certificate or a weak SSL encryption? Does it have an invalid or a bad or not uh, commonly used uh, certificate configuration? Um, does it use any JavaScript libraries which have been deemed insecure? So our system will look at all these factors and then we'll rate the web page and you as a user on our search page will see with one view. Uh, so we have little icons, which is a green, um, an orange and a red icon. You will see in one view, this page could endanger or could maybe put you at risk. And then if you hover with your mouse over the icon, you will see the details of why do we think that. So that all comes into play and, and creates our um, search ranking algorithm. Um, so it is manually because of the users. It is um, automated because of the AI models we use. And it is based on um, also based or it is influenced by the cybersecurity itself. So I think we have a very solid um, algorithm so far. And we are, of course, constantly working on that as Google and everyone else does. And the usage of AI will, will increase even more as models getting more sophisticated um, and, and having more ability to do stuff. Cool. Yeah, it sounds, uh, sounds like a pretty uh, well-worked-out concept. How, how long have you guys been working on this, or how long is your experience in this area? And like, uh, is, how many years has this been in the work so far? Yeah. So I started seven years ago with creating search engines and uh, creating AI models. Uh, I'm also a member of, um, of um, several AI groups when it comes to um, how should AI be used today. So um, that's, that's a very interesting topic, but it's off topic for this AMA. But it's basically um, with, with com today's computing power we can get at home, um, we can create AI models that could do crazy things. So, and that's that's where um, um, there's a, there's sure. a, a community how, how, out there. Sorry. How large is your how large is your like overall team and development team and such? And and is it global? Is it in a specific yeah. country or what? Yeah. So we have fourteen people right now, um, um, all over uh, Timby basically, um, and we are all over. So we are Canada, United States, Germany, Netherlands, uh, New Zealand, of course. Gareth and myself are in New Zealand. Um, so we are um, split, split over the world. We have um, experts that are um, in the blockchain area um, in terms of, 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 of PECT, for example. But then we have um, um, someone like me who is the, the AI um, guy and, and the overall design. As I've done it before, so I know exactly what we need to do and where we're at. That's why, I mean, that's why we already have a software. It's not that we start after IDO. We already have the software. This in uh, in development right now. We can we have shown it, and it, it is working already. It's just I'm coming from a traditional business background, so I'm following um, when it comes to development. Uh, I'm following a proper development lifecycle. So and that includes your know, alpha version, your beta version, and then you do um, internal testing. You do external testing. We do do bug hunting. And stuff like that. So we will um, we will give uh, uh, um, what is it called? But yeah. So we will have a bug hunting program 
um, where people can look for uh, weak spots uh, or vulnerabilities and so on. Like a bug, a bug, bounty, bug bounty program. Yeah, yeah. bug bounty. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, bounty, right. So we will we will um, open that up as soon we open the the uh, public beta version. We will also have that program running. So yeah, we follow the you know best practice how you do software today. <laughs> it's, hmm. Understand. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, from the Timpy uh, token launch that's coming up uh, for that piece of this puzzle, um, you guys. So it's going to happen. On both the uh, Ethereum and Kadena at the like uh, Kadena um, or the or the KD launch is what the site is called for the launch pad there on Kadena. So I'm presuming you're going to be able to use your uh, KDA token to pick up some of the Tempe token. Um, uh, like, what is the uh, setup on that? Is that like the coin is a fixed amount and whoever wants to get token um throw some money at it or is it like uh is it some kind of lock drop like what's the what's the token release mechanism and uh is it you know happening at a fixed price or maybe go over that detail real briefly for people yeah so the 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 kd launch uh idea process um happens in three stages so the first stage is is whitelist round uh, the whitelist round is is small there's a, there's a there was only a small allocation for that that starts on the 10th and it runs for for two days uh, then the, the second round is the kdl staking round so this is around for people who hold and stake the kdl token and they, the advantage of holding and staking KDL is that you can receive a guaranteed allocation plus then go into a lottery draw for an allocation. Uh, the, the allocation size for the KDL round is uh, 225 KDA. And uh, there's a max of five allocations that you can receive through the lottery. Uh, that round lasts for three days from the 12th to the 15th. And then if there's anything uh, left over, then that goes to a fair distribution round to, to anyone who wasn't on the whitelist or hasn't staked KDL. Uh, and so then that opens up to uh, registered users. To participate in any of the rounds, you will need to register and KYC. So um, we are recommending that you you make sure that you're you're registered and, and KYC'd up front. Uh, you can go are there, there any, and do that from today and to be prepared for the fair distribution round if you can't get in on the previous rounds. So on the on the KYC portion, uh, are there any major countries excluded on that? Or because uh, that happens sometimes on the KYC systems. Mm, yeah, there there is uh, unfortunately. So the the, the big ones that uh, is is US US and Canada um, are are the big two that are um, fortunately excluded from 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 this round due to KYC. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's it's. Everything we do, we want to make sure we're we're following procedures and above board. Um, so I, I don't know if that's going to be different for round two because we we need to um, we, we're still firming up with the uh, Ethereum launchpad and and their uh, 
regulations, but but I'm guessing it will be the same. Um, yeah. Got it. So um, additionally, uh, is there um, it, so is there a exchange that the token is planned to be listed on at some point uh, where people can get access to the coin if they're not able to um, do the uh, either do either they can't get in because of KYC or for whatever other reasons? Yeah, absolutely. So we, we're going to list on on the usual suspects for the de- de- decentralized exchanges. Uh, I, I can't make that announcement right now because uh, we, we're just firming up some agreements. But for this, for the decentralized exchange, um, we, we will be making that announcement um, over the next couple of days. And we're also speaking with centralized exchanges as well. So we've actually already set up um, being launched on, on on two centralized exchanges. So yeah, it, it, it'll be easily tradable in, in the usual places uh, on, on launch. And we're going to make sure that, you know, the, the, the people in our community who uh, want to participate but can't because of KYC are, are going to be on the early notification list so that they can um, get in as, as soon as the token launches. But the relatively, like, uh, I guess, financially, quote unquote, risk free way to participate would be later on down the line, uh, people could also. Um, uh, you know, people could also potentially um, get uh, involved from the perspective of um, just m- like mining the token by being a, a collector provider, right? So yeah, that, that's absolutely. a definite option down the line if you you know in when that actually opens. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Um, let me see if uh, I think Zeus had a question here. We can try to maybe take a couple of community questions. Um, I think we covered a lot of the elements uh, so far. Zeus, you have a question? Yeah. Uh, phones are wild and out here. Can you all hear me okay? Yeah, you're good now. Okay, cool. Um, so I have a lot of questions. Uh, it might work out just for me to kind of uh, list them all out and then just feel free to, like, answer the ones that you like, maybe. Um, or just pick a, pick a, like, your couple of favorites. That way we don't have, like... That way other people can ask too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I have uh, three main questions. One, I noticed most references being to desktop and desktop uh, type uh, machines. Um, because you mentioned that there's no static IP necessary, is there some um, uh, discovery going on in the possibility of leveraging uh, mobile devices and such um, for the collector as well? Um, that sort of segues into another question, which is um, my understanding is that the collector is running on, you know, the participant side and the guardian is run by the company is that correct no no the, the guardian is run by the community okay, as well okay. so you have collector and guardian and the geo core will run by the will will be run by the community as well um for the geo core it is uh, a little bit at a later stage a later stage means first quarter 2023 so next year first quarter the reason behind the geo core is our main brain so in terms of development, we want to make sure that we have everything in place that secures the um, integrity of the information. And that's why the GeoCore takes a little bit longer. But all, all parts of Timpy will be run by the community. We will not run anything ourselves. I see. Uh, yeah. Okay. And then you mentioned... Uh, the... Oh, sorry. Sorry. Um, just, just going through the mobile device part. Uh, I, I was joking around 
you can actually run the collector on your on your smart fridge. So uh, yes, there is an ability to do that. The challenge on mobile devices itself is the mobile data. So um, we need to figure out a good way to uh, differentiate between mobile data and, and wireless data um, that we don't take out mobile data for. Most people don't have a flat uh, flat rate on mobile data, so it would be um, it would be a bummer if we you know take out all the mobile data. Um, but in general, the software is built in a way that it can it can run on Android as well. Um, I can talk about Android. I can't talk about um, um, the the. The, the Apple phone yet, um, but uh, I can talk about the Android. It will be able to run on Android devices as well. Oh, that's amazing, uh, amazing. So um, I have another question. You mentioned that it doesn't leverage the GPU. Is there a possible opt-in to leveraging GPU if you have a GPU heavy machine, for example? Yeah, so um, not for the collector because there's no, from, from our point of view, there's no benefit in doing it, but um, when we release the GeoCore, uh, the GeoCore has a part of GPU heavy load because of the AI models we use. So um, contributors will have the ability to um, to do that in the second or third quarter. Depends a little bit on the development process. We will split the GeoCore into three items, and one of those items is the AI engine. So at that point, we will we will have contributors who are specialized in using GPU power, actually. But the GeoCore is already um, already uses GPU. So yes, for contributors who like that, sure, you can run the GeoCore. A question along those lines uh, for clarification: um, uh, Which operating systems? Uh, are going to be possible besides, so you mentioned Android, you mentioned kind of PC. Um, is there a possibility of like the Apple line of products as well? Yeah, so you can run the Collector and GeoCore on um, Windows, Linux, Mac OS. Um, the Collector, as I said, um, there is a way to run it on Android as well. Uh, we will not officially re release the Android version in the beta phase, but it will come then a little bit later. Because right, right now Zeus is digging up every device in his house that he's not using. Because <laughs> yeah, he bought a bunch of iPads that he never used, like everybody else. And he's like, no, you know what, I need to, I need to use I this iPad like, for what? something. What was I dropped like 5K um, on the Mac the iPad Pro, and the thing has a ridiculous amount of, uh, of every resource it needs. Yeah, and, but, uh, you, but you draw like little... You draw little memes on there or something? What are you doing with it? <laughs> I, I literally sit, it's sitting there, and sometimes I plug it in as a secondary monitor. Uh, for my, I, I mean, like, it's not doing anything, you know? But here's the thing. This like, is what happens. Like, Zeus, got, <laughs> Zeus got crypto rich, so he's just buying stupid shit and not using it properly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 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 uh, but people in Africa, right? And I have a lot of, like, a global network. They don't have access to these kind of machines, right? Like, um, so they have, uh, but direct, they have direct access to cheaper Android phones. So that's really yeah. amazing. That's magical that you guys are doing that. Um, yeah, no, it does. It, it, it even does uh, run on an uh, on a NAS. So if you have somewhere at home a NAS like a, a, a QNAP, it will run on QNAP. Hmm. Problem. So uh, sorry, I will stop asking. I know I have I have so many questions. I'm I'm really really bullish. Uh, you can plan on me investing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Good. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, so, last question. I noticed that um, another chain. I can't remember the one, but they had basically been able to utilize uh, MySQL um, in the form of NFTs on their chain. So you were able to query data. Basically, they had created a database type uh, interface 
where you could access the data using MySQL and the data was actually being stored in, in uh, NFTs. I, and I heard you mention that the actual data is being stored in some sort of uh, Web2 type environment, uh, a non-blockchain environment. Is, is that a possibility? Have you, have you thought about um, this MySQL or, or approached any sort of database type? Uh, I don't even know what to call it, like sort of um, normalization through NFT type. Uh, we haven't thought about that yet, but we do have, uh, what we do use is our API. So um, uh, if you want to query our data in the background um, directly, you can use our API. So there's an API access to the backend, basically. Um, the database we use is, um, special, and I, it's not a secret, I can tell that. So uh, the, 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 the ground update database is, uh, is Solar, Apache Solar. Okay. Um, because it's it's the most powerful indexing engine in the world, basically. The software Solar is the most powerful indexing engine in the world. What we use, uh, what we do is we wrap around our um, own software that makes it possible to have it decentralized. And that's the really unique part, uh, because normally Solar deployments need to have uh, a direct connection, um, static IP address and stuff like that. And that's what we what we basically solve with our uh, proprietary software. We we use as a backend a proven system like Solar, um, because it's it is it just it is a, the best choice for a search engine. But then um, to make it work, we 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 build our software around it to to uh, have it in in the decentralized way, as that's the challenging part for something like that. So. But our API access will allow you to um, have direct access. We will. We are already talking about many, many things, and I, you know, I can't, I can't drop all information yet. <laughs> <laughs> but um, imagine you have a network of, um, um, of I don't know, a couple of petabytes in storage and a couple of uh, a thousand collectors. Imagine what else you can do other than just search. Um, you can do so many decentralized services, which are today completely centralized. Um, there's so much opportunity. Oh, God. Yeah. So, but I can't, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no worries. No worries. So let me just stream my last couple of questions into one. They're kind of related. And then I'll hand the space back to Sefi. Uh, basically, uh, okay. So something that um, really intrigued me about Kadena was the, the this concept of gas stations. So yep. uh, that's sort of, are you... Was that one of your sort of, is that what, one of the things that enticed you towards Kadena? And then number two, I had a question about this. Um, is there a world where we're going to see Cosmos compatibility? And then uh, lastly, um, last mile decentralization. Uh, because the Web2 component or this database of sorts using solar is not stored on the blockchain, where are, and I'm not trying to ask you exactly where are these servers, but where are these servers in the sense of are they on Amazon or where, where are these? Do you have that this last minute, last mile decentralization, and have you considered using a cash network? And please, I know that was a lot, but <laughs> okay, no worries. No, that's cool questions. I like it. Um, so from a, let's let's talk to the Guardian and and the last mile. Um, yes, so the Guardian will be run by the community. The community can run it on their own systems at home. Again, it's 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 a piece of software. We we build it into a piece of software where you don't need to have a static IP, where you don't need to know about the backend. You install it. That's it. You have a website that can be configured. Have a look at the video, um, the Dev Talk Part Two. But then you will see how it is world, uh, how it's built. But you can also run it on Flux. 
So we are we 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 are partners of Flux, um, and we we are in their in incubator program. So it is completely decentralized. Uh, you can run the Guardian and the Collector, uh, or both at the same time, on Flux on your own computer. Uh, you could run it in theory on AWS if you like to, um, but it's very unlikely people will do that. So um, so it is. Um, we we do not control the last mile in, in terms of where it is deployed. We just give you the tools to deploy it wherever you want and contribute to our network, basically. So that's, that gives you the freedom of... So Zeus, to answer your question a little bit, I guess if you were trying to run it on Akash, you just need to make sure that this is something that could be deployed in a, like a Kubernetes cluster type environment. Yeah. Um, and uh, you, know, you could consider that possibility if everything... Um, like if if there are no processing requirements that uh, like uh, uh, are not a problem, because actually Akash is very cheap to run on as well. Um, some people like run, you know, mining of some certain types of other coins and things on there uh, as a thing, and and it's fairly lucrative in the sense that the cost of uh, running that's fairly cheap as well. So, but uh, yeah, cool, yeah, great questions. Some of us have rigs and, and stuff that are largely unused as well. So it's an interesting uh, yeah. usage of, of available bandwidth. Thanks for having me up, Sophie. I appreciate you. And thank, thank you, everybody. Yeah, great no questions. Um, Leg, uh, what's up? Did you have some questions? Hey, guys. Yeah, thanks, thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Um, you, you guys mentioned the um, over-the-counter uh, transaction. Um, do, do you mind elaborating a little bit on that? Yeah, so there, there is an allocation um, that can be purchase directly with us post IDO. They will be at market rates, <clears throat> um, but we're just basically giving a, another option for people who want to purchase tokens. So after IDO and the tokens launch, you'll, you'll have the choice of, uh, you, you can go directly to an exchange and purchase there, or, or you'll be able to um, buy, buy, uh, buy the token directly from us. Um, and there, there's just a, it is a small allocation. And when you say market price, how do you determine that? Is it on the day off the listing, or you take the weighted average? How do you how do you think about that? It's going to be uh, mapped from the, the the price from the exchanges that that we're launching on on that on that network. And how big yeah. is that allocation? It is, uh, I think it's five percent. Let me just double check. Five, five, it, is, it is. Leg, Leg wants to be a Timpy whale here. That's why he's asking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we well, we are we are limiting that. So we are with everything we're doing. So um, we 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 don't want to be creating big whales, and so we had a very small private round. The the the, the KDL round is 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 limited. Um, Did we lose you there? Oh, yeah, so just, sorry, I, my my connection was bad. Right. Electricity. I guess I'm still here. My well, um, yeah, Tim, the, the max allocation robot on me. I think dollar value is around sort of six, seven k, uh, and there there will be restrictions on the OTC as well. Okay. Um, so okay. yeah, we, we, we do it. have and a lot of talking about the demand. to sort of balance that with you know the, the um, getting it right for for our community of investors. Sure. And and do you mind talking about your corporate structure? Is it like Am I still um, kind of like helium type work? Yeah, you're still there. Um, yeah, so my question is around how you structured. Is it kind of like Helium setup where you've got public tokens, but then you've got a kind of like a 
they call it now Nova Labs, uh, where there's an equity of a, of a company that oversees it all, or, or, or out of 200 million of tokens, like how do, you, how do you distribute that? You mentioned public allocation and over the counter. What about the team and um, I, I guess the, you know, the rewards, what, what's, the, what's the split there? Gareth dropped out or is he still there? Okay. <laughs> Let me try okay. bringing him back up. He, I think he disconnected to try connecting again, maybe. We'll see. I, he probably needs to wave his hand. But I think he was just asking about the just company structure, um, you know, and the token allocation to people within the actual company itself and um, what that looks like. Okay, I, I will take that. So uh, we do have in our tokenomics, we have uh, the team allocation is 15%. Uh, the company structure is more a traditional company behind Timpy itself. So we have at this stage, we have thought about a DAO at some point, but it will not be initially because we need to, we need to grow the network in a, in a, um, in a sustainable way. Um, but um, and then let me see what was it we have so you can go onto the kdlaunch.com website and go onto our projects there are um, there are the, the tokenomics um, outlined um, what do we do when and where and how so that's that's all in there but we have put aside for example um, also uh, tokens for the initial um, um, initial contributors so initial um, um, collectors and guardians as we do now that um, our ad revenue will start a little bit later. And we, we all know this the chicken and egg uh, challenge, right? So we need to have a decent index to be able to um, have advertisers to see us as a good alternative. And that's where we have already put aside um, in our tokenomics um, um, tokens, which, which allow us to basically pay the guardians and the collectors for their contribution even before we have um, um, ad revenue coming in. However, it seems to be um, worse. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, I, might, I might add to that, uh, I'm not the crypto guy, so um, I'm the cybersecurity, AI, and development guy. So when I came um, into the whole, it's, it's still new for me as well, um, but it's very fast moving and we get a lot of attraction in terms of advertisement as there is a, if we if we look at the crypto community community, there is a need for advertisement. There are not many ways how um, um, the crypto um, industry can can do advertisement today. So that helps us with um, jump starting uh, Timby, right? So um, that helps us. We already have uh, um, great partnerships. We're already talking to advertisers right now for static advertisement even before we launch. So that's pretty amazing so um, i think we won't have a problem we will not have a problem with any um anything like we will not have advertisers and and stuff like that so it's pretty sure so it's kind of meant to be kind of organic basically yeah go yeah. ahead Mike. um and the private rhyme was it down done um in, into the into the tokens or into that entity uh, that's into the tokens yeah, the private funding round. This uh, it's a very small, small funding round. Yeah. Got it. By, by the way, big fan of Flux. I'm glad you guys are working with them. Oh, cool. Thank is you. There, yeah, it was, it's it's great. Is is there a direct way to get in touch with you? I, I see you don't have any uh, DMs available. Oh, look. Uh, yes, you can. Um, um, what is it? I'm I'm on Twitter myself. Um, Timpy is on Twitter. Uh, we are on Telegram. We have a Discord server. Um, so we, we, we are on all socials, basically. Um, I just followed 
Um, so I'm I'm on on Twitter as well. So if you want to get in touch to me directly, just look up my name, um, and you will find it on Twitter. Um, the other way is if you guys on LinkedIn, I'm 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 having my profile on link. My profile is on LinkedIn as well, so you can just direct contact me contact me on LinkedIn. So as I said, I'm more from uh, coming from traditional business, so my socials. Um, before TMB was mainly LinkedIn, <laughs> just the way it is, you know. Okay, excellent. Um, Thank you. I'll find a way to get in touch. Worst case scenario, I'll ask yeah. the Flux guys to make to make the intro. But thanks very much. Oh, cool. Uh, let me get one last question because I think I've got to break, um, and uh, it's been just over an hour anyway. But uh, Morpheus, uh, last question. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Hey, just just one quick question. Um, am I am I right in saying that the collector nodes and the um, guardian nodes receive rewards in the actual um, Timpy tokens? Yes, that's correct. Yep. So, how does it work when you know if when it's when it's uh, fully scaled and all that uh, with the fixed supply tokens? Um, say say they are not because it's fixed supply and, and all rewards are distributed. Would then Timpy have to go and buy from the market to distribute more rewards, or how does that work? Because normally, in this sort of structure, the supply is normally you know highly inflationary, um, and, and rewards keep coming in. But in your structure, it's slightly different. It's it's fixed supplies. So how does that work in the long run? Yeah. So in the long run, it works as the advertisers and API access uh, is paid in Timpy as well. So we, we, will, we, we have a nice cycle um, of incoming um, um, Timpy tokens and outgoing Timpy tokens. And with the staking of the advertisers, it will put pressure onto the token. And as it's not an investment uh, adv uh, advice here, so I can't talk about that uh, in, in detail, but it's basically advertiser stake to, um, to secure um, their um, the advertisement in terms of how often is, is, it gets shown. Um, that will put pressure on the market, but also the advertisers will pay in Timpy tokens to do the advertisement itself. Um, also, our API customers will pay in Timpy tokens. So there is a nice um, cycle of incoming and outgoing revenue because the contributors um, will get Timpy tokens for their contribution. But of course, they want to um, mainly want to... Um, uh, swap them for for cash, <laughs> so um, these tokens will be available on the market again, and then these tokens will then be grabbed by the advertisers to buy, and so it will be a nice cycle. Yeah, and um, maybe I could just close by saying, uh, so uh, you know, I have UST on Terra. I can send UST to something like KuCoin. I can get myself some KDA there, and. Uh, offload that KDA onto something like a Zellcore wallet. And then I can connect my Zellcore wallet ultimately up to KD Launch. That's K-D-L-A-U-N-C-H. And um, that's how ultimately you would participate in these uh, original offerings, if I understand this correctly. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the pathway for you guys, if uh, one potential pathway to get there. Because um, a lot of people here listening, I think, are on uh, Terra blockchain or Cadena. The people who are already on Cadena already know what they're doing, so it's probably pretty straightforward for them. <laughs> um, but just in case you didn't know what kind of wallet to use, things like that, um, that's a pretty straightforward way to get there. Um, 
it's been a uh, pretty cool discussion. Uh, like I said, I you know I have no relationship to the teams. They just kind of approached me just because we're hanging out on Twitter a lot and asked if we could conduct like an interview. So the uh, alpha for us is probably um, payment enough <laughs> in terms of uh, getting some. Uh, you know, early information that we might have otherwise not known because, you know, we don't, you know, like you said, it's very difficult to advertise these things in a sense. Um, so kind of word of mouth sometimes and being in the right place at the right time is helpful if you're you're trying to participate. I, I think it's super interesting. I'm actually somewhat interested in using some of my devices sitting around to actually, you know, participate as a, you know, user and a uh, member of the you know collector and guardian network i think that could be quite a bit of fun uh so definitely some uh you know follow the folks at tempe and uh you guys have any other closing comments no, i think garrett is still garrett is still off is he can you hear me or or not yeah um, yes you're good okay okay really sorry guys for for dropping out I've, i had a a, a power cut <laughs> Um, mid mid answer. So ho hopefully you got all the uh, answers that that you needed. Um, yeah, I, think I guess. So. Uh, okay, cool. Um, yeah, I guess for, for me the final thing would be you know we, we've got a lot of cool stuff going on, um, and we we spoke a lot about the technology today. Um, but you know, aside from the very cool and genuinely you know world's first technology that we're we're developing here. Um, you know that there is this uh, other side of Timpy where we're focusing on you know what we can deliver for the ordinary user, and actually our impact that we're driving from a societal standpoint, where you know we're we're not using people's data. We want to be able to deliver data and and information to people in in a true and honest way. Um, so we believe actually that Timpy has got this opportunity to make real societal changes. Um, as as well as delivering uh, cool tech as, as well, so there's 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 you know multi multiple sides to what Timpy are doing. Yeah, it's a, this is an extraordinarily uh, complex uh, project. With um, yeah, I mean this like for anyone who's listening, none of this is particularly like an easy problem to solve, <laughs> and uh, it, the entire thing sounds extremely uh, ambitious. Very, very interesting. Um, but thank you guys for coming on. We'll, we'll uh, hopefully everyone's following the gang here and we'll uh, look out for more news and information. Okay, cool. No, thanks for having us. It's great, great yeah. questions, by the way. <laughs> good. All right, good. <laughs> I've been around a while. Yeah, really so. good. <laughs> it's uh, like I tend to have some intuition for this sort of thing. <laughs> very good, guys. All right. Yeah, have a good day, everybody. Good yeah, catch you too. Thank you. All right. Talk thank you. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was a CFI space chatting with Timpy, the new way, a KDA thing, uh, recorded on Wednesday, April 6th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more 
at luart.io. This episode of the Ether was also brought to you by Glow Yield. Glow Yield is the ecosystem of Terra decentralized apps like Lotto and Creators, all powered by DeFi Yields. Glow Creators helps artists and influencers give their fans exclusive perks through membership NFTs and more. Glow Lotto is a PrizeLink savings account with a weekly chance to win the big jackpot. Tickets are free and perpetual, which means there's zero chance to lose money. Be sure to follow Glow Yield on Twitter and join the Discord community to stay up to date with all the glowing projects and check them out online at glowyield.com. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Sipping on a little bit of sin I've been giving Try to keep it written down So it feels like I've been living I've been realizing a minute Reality ain't got limits Going out my fucking mind Testing out the physics Stretching out the distance For instance Let me be specific The risk is hedge funding the business Betting on the difference Ingesting all the research Sleeping through the rebirth Sliding out feet first Sleep tight little dreamer Early to bed Early to rise With a rugged ass demeanor Taking beats to the cleaners You know I love my t-shirts And the people who support my little dream here Transparent cows, I gotta steer clear 2020 going down is one fucking weird year Take a second, look around, the psyops is winning Set the table, we just biopsy dinner Now, I'm gonna react to that and act like I'm telling you a personal anecdote Something to break the tension Something to endear myself a little bit Something kind of uh, embarrassing <laughs> And you guys are gonna make an awe sound it's true. It really happened. They got a tracker in the phone, tracking everywhere we go. When it's final, if I don't know, I already sold my soul. Getting ready, rock and roll, tip the first domino. Feeling up, I'm in a bowl with these avalanche flows. Stop and rest on the road, gotta get where I'm going. And the rest of y'all know that we hit the ground sore. And I'll be coming for the fuckers that be summoning the trouble. Running on the double while I'm handing out the W's. Putting wins on the board every fucking day. They love me on the team because I know my fucking place. Better get in where you fit in, I'm delivering the meaning. I inherited the demons, always sneaky, never seen them. If I'm breathing, I'm reading, I'm not even being conceited. I need to see for myself if you think that I'm believing. It's the season of reason, y'all be ceasing the research. I'm receiving the meaning, that shit's called teamwork. It's not so much as so little as to do with what everything is. But it is within our self-interest to understand the topography of our lives unto ourselves. The future states that there is no time other than the collapsation of that sensation of the mirror of the memories in which we are living. Common knowledge, but important nonetheless. Terrible spaces.